Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jamie. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what would you say is your favorite movie of all time? Oh, it's tough. I don't know. I know it's tough because it's actually a trick question. I think it's an impossible question to answer. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Well, I think when people answer it, they just name a movie that they think makes them sound cool. I have been actually watching a lot of movies lately with my now TV Sky Cinema Pass. Have you seen Dunkirk yet? Yes. Oh, man. It is epic. I also just watched War for the Planet of the Apes. And now I love monkeys, but this is just way better than that. It is so good. That's my point. There are just so many great movies. How could you possibly pick just one? But with Now TV, actually, you have over a thousand movies available to stream on their platform with a brand new premiere every day. Do you know what I watched recently, which actually really freaked me out? Mother. Have you watched that with Jennifer Lawrence? I'd really like to see that, actually. Dude, it's freaking scary, okay? Like, it's, it's almost as bad as it. Honestly, when I watched it, it gave me nightmares for, like, two weeks. You know what they say if one person in a couple likes horror films and the other doesn't? Then they're not compatible. Really? Yeah, it's supposed to be something, like, about your psyche. Wait, so, so what did they say about us, then? I'll leave that with you. Well, Francis, we have... I can see you literally jumping over your seat right now because... What? Yeah, you were jumping... No, uh, right, look, Jamie, honestly, it's like, you know, it's rare that you meet, you know, you meet your heroes, right? Listen, listen. That is very kind of you to say so. And I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about Rob Machado, who's our guest today. Oh, okay, fine. Well. And, you know, he is one of my favourite all-time surfers. He's, he's one of the best surfers in the world. And uh, he is, at the moment promoting his new film Momentum Generation out in cinemas on, on the 5th of November. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's amazing. I watched it. I loved it. It brought back a lot of memories. And do you know what also, you know, I, I've never surfed before. I, I, I know about surfing. I know Kelly Slater, you know, like everyone yeah, else does. So, so he's from the same group of, I mean, same, this is what, same this, cloth. This, well, no, this is the Momentum Generation in, includes Kelly Slater and uh, all of those group of people that you I know you're group. freaking yeah. out I can I can sense it I can well, sense that you're excited I'm, I'm excited yeah I mean I, I'm, I'm excited to meet you've already met Rob him Machado. oh you're teeing it up for our listeners oh god I like the way you're doing that yeah I'm, I'm teeing it up he, he's, he's, he's epic the film's great uh, it's a great episode and you're gonna enjoy it here you go guys Rob Machado enjoy you right? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. You sure? You sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Are we, sure. are we live? Do you know what? I'm a bit worried about him recently because I feel like you drink too much coffee. I drink a couple of coffees a day. Don't know if that's, that's a lie. That's a, that's a, you've already lied. You've already lied to our guests straight away. Mm. Uh, no, no, I... I uh, what, what, what is that? They, no, this is, is, that a, number two? This, this is a small coffee. I have a couple of large coffees a day. Okay. Split up into like three cups. So, so, wait, so ha- have you had a coffee already today? Uh, yeah, I have had one coffee, yeah. Okay, so, so this is my second and final. <laughs> so you're not going to have it. another one for the no rest of the day. Coffee. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate and sort of details of our lives. Join with us today. Read or just talk about. Yeah, we just we just mumble, right? Join us. Hey, I'm not, actually, I'm going to let you intro this because <clears> you are fangirling hard right now. I know you are. You are so excited. It's frightening. No, no. Okay, so... <clears throat> 
it's rare that you meet. I don't want to creep oh, you out. Oh, yeah, okay. But you want me to leave? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what's so good? It was to not yeah. creep someone out. Is say to them, I don't want to creep you out. But it's rare that you meet someone who's had such a like a profound effect on your like childhood. You know, like when I was I was nine years old, I went out and like moved, your... I moved to this place called Pensacola Beach in Florida, which really yeah. And and and, wow. and and I remember when I first got there, I got I got a surfboard, an Almeric six two, mm. and um, is that like a Nimbus two thousand? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and uh, and then I got a copy of Momentum two. Yeah, and uh, and like me and my friends just watched that like endlessly, and uh, and so like I knew you, I knew your name, uh, and obviously saw your sur- saw you surfing and like really like loved your style and stuff and. Just basically was really jealous of your hair. <laughs> so like I, I was I was just obsessed with um hit like Well why don't you intro the legend right so, now? So so basically we have Rob Machado, uh, international surfing legend. Man of mystery. Uh, man of mystery. Nickname, nickname, if I'm not mistaken, Mr. Smoothie. Isn't that Mr. Isn't, Smoothie? Well, yeah, because that? of his smooth, smooth, I didn't smooth come up laid with that. back you, you didn't? <laughs> no. You didn't? Mr. Imagine being called Mr. Smoothie. Are you uh, that's like yeah. But that, that more, that, you would never be called Mr. Smoothie. Yeah, I would. Hundred percent, I would be called Mr. Smoothie. With that, the problem with being called Mr. Smoothie is, it's like, do you love smoothies or are you? <laughs> I do. Just really smooth. Yeah, That's a I, thing. I drink one every day. But Rob, sure. so, so, so let me let me finish. So basically, I surfed every day for like till till I was like thirteen. Like, like was was a huge fan of yours and like followed all all of the uh, all of the tour and anyway, and ended up entering my first ever surf contest in in uh, Florida, in Pensacola Beach. It's called the Matt Martin Memorial Surf Contest. And I got through my first heat and then ended up uh, in the final with... With Ster- Rob. No, 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 with... Sterling. Sterling Spencer. I was just waiting for that, yeah. yeah. And uh, and um, basically, he, I'm sure, wouldn't remember this, but there was like, there were no waves in the final heat yeah. apart from one wave. And we were both sat out there and there was this pod of dolphins that came up and started like swimming around us. And then the only wave of the heat he caught and won. Yeah. And then I, and then I moved back here and... Okay, just, just quickly for a, for a non-surfer, okay, because I'm, I'm not a surfer. I don't, I, I, I've watched surfing, I've tried surfing, all these kind of things. Ian, he's, which... Sterling, Sterling Spencer. Sterling Spencer, he's, so he's a surfer as well. So yeah, he's, he basically was like a year above me in yeah. Pensacola Beach. And so, you know, yeah, so he, he's a surfer, but he was on the Billabong team and like yeah he, 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 he lived in california just a few years ago we became good friends he's he does some funny stuff on the, on the yeah, internet yeah he's quite stuff. a comedian he's a funny dude yeah. he's also now a free surfer as well as yeah, he, yeah. great surfer yeah. but Rob, i think we want to start from the beginning with this thing is that so you've been so you've been surfing since what what age did you start surfing uh you know my parents said i was scared to death of the water up, up, up until i was like five or six so i really started kind of getting in the water when i was about eight Nine, because you were always quite cautious, weren't you? Before, yeah. with when you went to Hawaii, right? You didn't want oh, to just yeah. jump. You didn't want to go straight out there. I and was surf scared of big waves, uh, the whole thing. Yeah. What? Because it was like that—that that fear of like I what? could drown, or like what is it? I don't know. Yeah. Whether you could survive it. Yeah. 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 You just have some people are scared of heights, and some people are scared of big waves, and like you kind of like you know your limits, right? You kind of mm. got to ease into things, and it just took me longer. But my friends. They're all crazy, and they surf yeah. big waves from when they're kids. Because I, I, okay, I've seen it. The, my favorite movie I've ever watched, okay, is Blue Crush. I don't know if you've <laughs> ever seen this. Blue mm-hmm. Crush, it is insane. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. 
the acting and everything is just spectacular. Um, and they surf pipe in that, correct? Which yeah. is basically yes. a pipe. If I'm wrong, it's basically dangerous because you get these big barrel waves and it's close to the coral, isn't it? And so, Rob, yes. Rob won Pipe Masters on one of the, like, the most spectacular days in history. Yeah. Yeah, Which, I watched that. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. <laughs> but but what what makes it so dangerous about surfing pipe? Because what, what is it? It's a reef break. It's very shallow. It's super hollow. The mm-hmm. wave comes out of really deep water and it hits really shallow water. So the wave goes from being not really catchable. Uh, you know, it's just an open ocean swell, and then it just stands up super fast mm. and then just heaves and. Uh, you know, everyone, if you surf pipe, you're going to hit the bottom out there. It's it's a guarantee. Um, guys have died out there, quite a few. And I mean, it's it's dangerous, super I, dangerous. Do you think that, uh, which do you think is more dangerous, pipe or tiopu? Um, Wait, what's tiopu? It's, in, it's, a, it's another similar wave, but it's got a sort of curve to it. Yeah, it's in Tahiti. Yeah. Uh, tiopu, it's called. And uh, I did a tiopu this morning. <laughs> <laughs> It's a really thick, heavy, intense wave as well. Um, it's, fr- it's like it, it's awe-inspiring. Yeah, apples and oranges. You know, I mean, they're different. Yeah, yeah there's. But but so so hang. So when was the first time then you picked up a surfboard? You must have been what? So eight years old, right? And then I started bodyboarding. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was out there just doing the laydown thing. I remember it so clearly. I was on a wave one day riding riding my my bodyboard and going down the line, and this guy flew past me on a surfboard. And it was kind of, I looked up at him like, <laughs> it's like slow motion. It was like super, like giving you right. a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> who, and is I just that? Thought, who is that guy? I just thought, wow, that looks way cooler than what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so I was going to say, bodyboarding's not that cool. Yeah. It's, it's Thanks. really Thanks. It's definitely like, not as cool as surfing. Well, but actually, it's got like a whole subculture, which is quite cool. Yeah, it? yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like, it's like wake, it's like uh, being a wakeboarder and being a kneeboarder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, kneeboarding but, is not cool. <laughs> Really but not. I also started off bodyboarding because my dad was a, a big, big into bodyboarding, so he got me into that, and then, yeah, and then, yeah. and then, and then started probably surfing at, at around the age of ten, and then have kind of well, I surfed intensely for that four-year period when right. I was in Pensacola Beach, and then now I just surf when I'm somewhere, you know, where, you know. Yeah, it's a natural progression, really. It's like any little kid can go out on a bodyboard and catch a wave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you just start to learn about the ocean and like what it's doing and, and the effects of it. And, and, then it, and then at some point you go, well, what, I'm going to stand up. Yeah. yeah, but this is the interesting thing. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you're kind of known within the surfing like community to be just the type of guy to not really, you don't care about the sort of fame and all that kind of stuff you're just much more just about you just love the sport that's you just love the surfing kind of style and so kind of what what pushed you to do that competition and start doing like competitive stuff and doing things like that if you just you know if you just wanted to surf and things like that what because then it becomes a job or does it not become a job in a sense well you know when you're young it was like uh once we started surfing it was like well there's a contest Mm. up the road you know and it's like oh sweet i can win a trophy you know, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. Like when you're when you're 11 years old, like to get a trophy was a mm. cool thing. And so I started surfing contests. Next thing I knew, it was a contest every weekend. And then I was like having my dad build new shelves in my room to hold all my trophies. 
Um, and that just bragging. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. And then it became, well, when you're, when when you show up and there's only six kids, you're guaranteed a trophy. Okay. It's like, it's like, uh, my sister, I I went to, you know, those end of school, like, um, days where it's like a speech day and you get given out like awards at school right so you get given like the hardest worker or, right. or like things like uh, everyone won I was watching my sister like do her speech day thing she, I'm like older than her so I was watching her and uh, she won the award for being the nicest person I was like that's not a fucking award I was like I almost wanted to put my yeah. hand on. and then like same thing I watched a netball match where no team won it was just that they, they didn't score I was like what what, what is this I, I don't because they're too nice and they're awarding <laughs> Nice, niceness. I don't get it. But yeah. so, so you then, so you were surfing every single weekend. You were doing competitions every single weekend. Um, and then, what I suppose, what was the turning point when you go from being amateur to being professional? How does yeah. that happen? Well, for me, uh, it didn't happen until I finished high school. That was kind of that was really important to my mom and and my whole family. It was like get through high school, you know, so you at least have that education uh, background and. Uh, I got a contract put in front of me for a bunch of money to turn pro and uh, which meant traveling and surfing contests and doing that whole thing. It was a pretty. And and so I, I can imagine, you know, like at that point, because because really uh, the momentum generation and, and your crew over in in um, in uh, on the North Shore were like they you, you guys almost rode the wave of when it suddenly all became super profitable and there was so much money being thrown at the industry. And like that was when the big deals were, you know, coming, I guess, I guess after, because you did, I'm like, you, you did the Bud tour. That was your first, yep. first, well, I guess that was your first professional tour, right? right yeah. What were your surfing beer? That sounds sweet. It was sponsored by Bud. Budweiser. Yeah, Budweiser, yeah. yeah. Sick. The Bud uh, Pro Tour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, and then after that, I, I, I feel like I could just do the interview on his behalf because I, I know <laughs> yeah, so much yeah, about yeah. him. Yeah, no, yeah. I like, I, yeah. Do you know what? It's, I've actually, honestly, Rob, I'm not, I'm not just because you're saying it. I've actually never seen him like this. And Francis, honestly, <laughs> has always spoken to me about how much he loves surfing and all these kind of things. And so when he was saying you're coming on this, he was freaking out. Honestly, <laughs> he was well, freaking out. Well, no, I was just out. like, yeah, d- d- you know, Rob Machado is like one of my all-time surfing no, heroes. No, I know, yeah. but what's so funny, if you, you guys couldn't look and be more different, which yeah. is so <laughs> yeah. funny about it. No, but I tried, yeah, yeah. Hang on, stop what you're doing, because we've got a word from our sponsors. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And now back to the podcast. But- I even, I even actually, I, I, because I, I remember reading. I, so I actually brought this magazine that I got, the Maiden Issue of Water yeah. ma- magazine. Yeah, which yeah. Is, which, do you remember doing that interview? Yeah, 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 yeah I'm on the cover. <laughs> yeah, you're on the cover of it. Uh, Wait, hold, when there's you're, a wave of me at Chupu yeah, on actually, the cover. Chupu, and, yeah. and, and, and it's what from year is this? By 2002. the way, 2002. You still got it? Yeah, I still got it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I'll show you. It's in yeah. my briefcase. I brought it. I brought it. Brought it to show you. Can yeah. I actually get it out? Yeah, yeah, get it out. Yeah. So this is. Uh, 
Wait, hang on. It's it's it's, it's in the, like a fire. It's like <laughs> laminated. What is it? Obviously, it's. This is so adorable. Is this? There we go. Look that's at me. that. I'm the yeah. little dot on the yeah. on the top up there. This hanging is hanging out for my life. C- sorry, can I just also the, the thing which I I just want to understand is when. When you say, because I'm going to act as like the person, like the, the dumb one, right? So you don't need to act. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just for once. I'm just going to act. Okay. Um, so when you when you get a pro cro- contract, right? So so is it like a um, is it like a brand that comes to you? So it's like a billabong or yes. a. Uh, so they come to you and say, right, we want to pay you to go around the world and surf for and, us and promote their brand. So yours was Gotcha, right? Gotcha, yeah. yeah. So I was I was approached by Gotcha. I was 18 years old. They threw a big, you know, pile of money on the table and said, get out there and represent us and travel the world. And we want you to basically make it on the world tour, Yeah, you know, and, and which meant doing this Bud Pro tour, traveling to some events around the world and qualifying for the world tour. That was the goal. Yeah. But, but, but get, I want to get in your head because like you're, so you're 18 years old. All right. And at 18 years old, all I was caring about is what chick I was hooking up with mm. and what party I was going to next. You are... You suddenly given a contract, and I assume it's probably, as you said, a lot of money, right? And mm. that must be the most unreal. You're like, I can be paid to do what I love. Was it just a ridiculous feeling? What was it like? Were you just like, okay, here we go? It was. It was stressful, though. But it must have, yeah, it must have changed it because something you were doing, kind of, which, yeah. which you were doing not for the money at all, suddenly became like, yeah. a, you know, something you had to, you know, you had obligations. Immediately, and- there was this level of expectations, right? And it went from just like, oh, I just served. I, I never got paid before that. You got, if you won a contest or something, you made a few bucks here and there. But, you know, now you were actually getting a salary that you got paid every month. And there was that expectation yeah. that came along with it. And part of that was going to Hawaii. They were all super big on like, oh, you got to go to Hawaii. You got to do good in Hawaii. You got to yeah. get out there. And, and I was just like, oh, geez. So you got to put yourself out there, a yeah. pipeline and like get smashed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah. But did so. And get paid for it. That's. Mm-hmm. So, so what is like the sort of transition? Is it? So, did you was there was there a bit of it where at the beginning you kind of lost the love for it because it became work, or did you always just? How did you start? start how did you then begin to balance it out? Yeah. In a sense, how did that happen? That's the key word: is the balance, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like learning how to find that balance. Like, yeah, there was there was a contest where you had to go to and focus and and you know really perform because back then there wasn't there wasn't a role of a free surfer. That mm. didn't really exist. I was like, you had to be doing well in contests and competing and, and that. So you had to go to the contest and you I'm had just to compete. What's a free surfer? Well, it's, uh, what, it's what Rob is. Go, go now, ahead. yeah, it's kind of like it, that. I evolved into that as kind of time went on. So free surfer is basically somebody who just be, can tra- get sponsored and then, yeah. Yeah, and travel around and basically you, you're Got working, it. you're like marketing for. But, but Rob was like brands. really one of the first ones to really to be that full-time free, free surfer and traveling the world sponsored without ha- actually doing competitions. Okay. Okay. And right. so, and so you said, you were just saying, you were saying, so you had to get this balance. And so, yeah. And so for me, it was about, you know, being able to go and compete, you know, as hard as you could and do your best, but then walk away and still be able to just go mm. surfing for fun. Yeah. Right. And keep that, like that love for it still there. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I, and I think about it, like think about any other sport, right? Like, Michael Jordan and yeah. basketball, like did those guys still go play pickup games down at the park? Yeah. yeah. Like, is it still fun for them? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, cause that's the thing. Cause I, 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 the, the very famous book, Andre Agassi's book about him yeah. playing tennis. Right. And he speaks about the fact that he just 
freaking hated it. Like he well, hates you. Yeah, you've got all the all, all this pressure on you, and you're just and it's become so monotonous because you're just you know. But in, I, in, in, I think you know, over yeah, and over tennis. Again. So think about it. Every day that dude walks on the same court, yeah. and somebody rolls over a basket of a hundred balls and says, "All right, hit a hundred serves into that box," <laughs> and then it. Hit 100 serves into that box. Now we're going to hit 100 forehands. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, every yeah. day. Yeah. It's probably really monotonous and just yeah. over and over and over. Whereas I think there's a bit more dynamism. Well, a lot more dynamism. In yeah. there's, there's, it's more unpredictable. So it's okay. Completely. Every day. Like I go to the same beach every day and it's different every yeah. day. And so, and so that keeps your love for it just there. That you, it's just different every single time. It's new and fresh, and like yeah. something's changing all the time. It's like wind, swell, tides. It's like there's so many variables that are constantly evolving and moving. It's you can it, it keeps it fresh and new. So, so because uh, actually, I remember obviously reading that there was a, the, you were sort of melancholic in that interview because mm. I guess that was just after you'd missed the wild card. Right. And like you were sort of be, you were being you, it was almost like um, you were feeling very critical of the of the tour and like where it was going. And, you know, the rule changes, with, you know, removing style and all of that. Right. And, and like, you know, uh, but uh, what rules are there? How can you have rules? Well, so they, so there so they, they used to be style. You used to be graded on style. Right. Which yeah, obviously yeah. I get that. Rob is known for his style. Right. But then they removed that. I so can it was see. Just, Look at it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but even even like as in his surfing You wear a suit well. while you're surfing. That's wicked. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but then they. They, you know, they changed it so that it was just just about basically the board, right? It, maneuvers, yeah, maneuvers, and, yeah. and, and they, it's funny. There's this long-winded criteria of the surfer who catches the best wave and does the most critical maneuvers in the most critical section of the wave, and and it goes on and on. And it used to say with style, yeah. And they decided to remove the word style. And for me, like the essence of surfing from its existence, yeah, revolved around style. Like the best surfers in the world were always, before there was any contests or anything, mm. they were deemed by their style. And and you and and that's uh, you know for me definitely you know when I was when I was a young surfer like looking at people and looking up to uh, older surfers you looked at their style right, right. and you, and that yeah. was what you you know you tried to emulate how, how they surfed. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you know what we have to just quickly just do a, a quick thing Rob every single week on the podcast what we like to do is we like to do something called question of the week oh, so from, yeah it's intense okay. Get ready. This, is, <laughs> yeah. this is this is the only format we have on this podcast Francis basically asks us a question and we try and guess the answer mm. normally I get it right every single week in uh on the tour, he we, recently he's been asking this question. What was it? How can what, what was it? I don't know what what percentage of uh, the female population can achieve orgasm by nipple stimulation. <laughs> oh, that was last week. Yeah. Do you know what that? No. Do, you, do you have to have a guess? Enlighten me. Well, you must have a good, you know, a yeah. good. A good uh, I would. I'd I would like have no idea. I have no idea. idea. I, yeah, I don't yeah. think I never got that. So, but it, what was it? Twenty five percent? No, twenty nine percent. Okay, well, let's or or a hundred percent if it's me doing the stimulation. Right. <laughs> okay, well, Francis, let's have a question of the week. Okay, so the question of the week is. Sorry, I've just got to bring it up. Yeah. I hope it's about surfing. That was a big lead up right there. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Like the that? nipple one. Yeah. yeah I don't intense. know what to expect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. All right. Please make it about surfing. Should it be about surfing? Well, have you? Have well, you all right. Okay. Let me tr find another one. Oh, gosh. Okay. I think, I think Rob will probably get it if it's about surfing there. This no, is, but, this, well, you know, I'll try and find. 
I just find, do you know what the other thing I find so fascinating about surfing is those, you know, those huge big waves. Yeah. The, 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 the intense ones. Yeah. I don't understand why people want to surf those. Have you, have you surfed those? <laughs> I've surfed some pretty big waves, but not as big as waves uh, guys are surfing now. But, but that's great. But this is, this is what I want to get into. So I just don't get, cause those guys are risking their lives. Yeah. But what what is what is the th- the thrill? Like I, I mean, I get, is it the thrill because you're you're cheating death and it's like what? Where is it? You're overcoming danger. But then, yeah. like like uh, actually, funny enough, you, I mean that that's a really long interview. So there's loads of stuff I- I- in there. But one of the things which you, which you talk about is when you did a toe in, yeah, and you and you said it sort of well, it just took away all of the the, the difficult part of right. surfing, yeah. and then you were just on this massive wave. Yeah, you know, what's yeah. a toe in? It's basically when you get towed into a big wave. Because you because uh, when it's too powerful to to paddle in because you have to keep up and and well, essentially be faster than the wave. Hang on. So minute. the wave yeah. gets too big at some point to actually be able to paddle into it with your own arms. So you get pulled in by a jet ski. See, this is this is fucked up. This yeah. is, this is, so, if I was on a surfboard, we could tell you in any wave you want. If I was on a surfboard and suddenly I was being towed in by a jet ski, I would say this surely can't be right. I mean, it's, it, it happens. That's yeah. so intense. Yeah. Because surely you're on this wave and you're thinking this is way bigger than me. This is way more intense. If I fall on this wave, that you just get that, held up. Under for fucking that's it so there's a lot of preparation that goes involved into it you know i, I mean it's you you work up to it like when yeah. you're a kid you ride a wave that's this big yeah. and then you go oh, okay i survived that what if i ride a wave this big mm. and then next thing you know you're looking at a 20 30 foot wave going okay yeah i think i think but, i can handle that but rob that is so big I can't, that's like <laughs> how many double decker buses is that guys that's, are riding what like yeah. 60 80 foot waves yeah, now that, it's yeah. a joke what? yeah, yeah. In, in Portugal. Yeah. So the question of the week is oh, a surfing yeah. one. Okay. Uh, who, where is the first written account of surfing and who gave it? Oh, that's easy. You got it? Yeah, I got it. Let's hear it. It was um, in Cardiff Bay. No. <laughs> does, that, does that place exist? <laughs> I had, I, yeah. Cardiff Bay in uh, just off Wales. <laughs> No, okay, I don't so know. Rob, do you know this? Come on, you uh, must know this. I'm going to say, I don't know the date, but I'm going to say Captain Cook, uh, maybe in Kealakekua Bay on the yeah. Big Island of Hawaii. Ex- you got it right. 17, 1778, <laughs> Captain James Cook wrote, I could not help but concluding this man had the, most, it. Su- Dude, that is freaking sick. Had the most supreme pleasure whilst he was driven so fast and so smoothly by the sea. Yeah. What? He, so some pirate just He's served. not a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> captain <laughs> Cook. His name is Captain and he's Cook. I only, Captain Hook, I know. There's, and Captain Cook yeah, is the other one. You're thinking of Captain Hook. <laughs> but then he, came, then he came to shore and they killed him on the beach. So. Yeah. Did, is that true? Yeah. Yeah, his, his. So he surfed in and they were like, what is this sorcery? Well, we're going to kill you. It's right still now. a rough place. Why? Yeah. yeah. But Rob, just quick, can we go back to that? Okay, so these big ways. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah. What okay, fine. What is your because uh, you 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 you've surfed so much, right? And you've done it for so many years, and you've done so many things. And I get the kind of going up in those ways and things like that. How, do you think that you are improving every single day, or is there a point where you go, I don't know if I can really improve that much more. I don't know what I can do to my game. I don't know what. Yeah. I, or, or are you learning? Are people uh, developing the entire? Do you reach time? a plateau when you're yeah, at that yeah. highest level? I think it's different stages, right? When you're young, you have these like these levels of improvement that mm. that happen in big inc- yeah. increments, right? It could be like getting a new board and like all of a sudden you just feel like you're getting better and better every day. But as you get like, I look at like the guys on the CT level on the tour, 
Like those guys are looking for the most minuscule improvements. Mm. And you could say that about any sport, really. It's like you get to such a high level, you're really looking for that 0.1% different difference, you know, just little tiny increments. But surfing, it's about your relationship with the ocean too, right? And it's, it's this wild thing that you can't really put into words. But the more time you spend in the ocean, the more familiarity you have with it. You just like... Uh, yeah it's well that's the thing like and and i mean i i i play polo as well and you know that kind of replaced surfing similar for to me. surfing yeah no no well, it, it's it's similar in a way that you're harnessing nature for your right. you know you know for your pleasure right and 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 you feel this connection to the 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 world and the, like nature in a way that i think uh, for me when when surfing that it filled the surfing hole for me because right. because you know there there is a sort of zen um, like quality to being out, you know, uh, past the break, waiting for a set to come in, and you know the sun setting. It's just like this. You, you feel so like in touch with with nature. It's such a this is the most thing. intimate I've ever heard you sound. I mean, you, you did. What has happened to you today? Let's go. I, I don't, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's get in this. So I'm gonna leave. Well, <laughs> surfing, <laughs> yeah. surfing to me, like it's considered as as like one of the highest forms of meditation. Yeah. So and and, and it's hard to think of it like that, but it is. It's. It, when you get to a certain level, mm. it, it, like what, everything he was just talking about, like people go to the beach just to stare out yeah. at the it, ocean. It, it, yeah, it's yeah. such a, it, it, there's, there's something that's just like magnetic about it, I think. I got to stop you guys there because, hold on one second, Robert, we have to do a part two. I, I, I think you're the coolest guy we've ever had on this podcast. I'm not <laughs> yeah. even, I, you, I, uh, I'm not kidding. Not, I, not including you. Not <laughs> including you, are second to me, but if you're the second coolest person. I'm creeping up. I, you're not going to get past me. No, but, no way. <laughs> no, no way. There's a level that no one can reach. Like the best surfer ever, but just on cool. Um, right, stick around for part two. We're going to have Francis answer the question week and more of Rob. See you no, we've two. already had the answer. So. Oh, God, we have. Well, hey, stick around. Stick around. Hey, I think they will. Stick around. <laughs> See you in part two. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.